0: Leadership File, on Premier. Welcome to the Leadership File, with conversations I hope will help change the way you lead and be inspired to lead better. I'm Andy Peck. Back in 1989, I attended a conference on student ministry, where a Malaysian speaker, Go Kiat Peng, said something I've never forgotten. He was talking about the problem of divorcing personal life and ministry life. He said, make no mistake, your personal life is your ministry life. In other words, if we don't walk with God in our personal life, we don't have a ministry, or at least we don't have one that will be of much benefit to anyone else. Well, to talk about the challenges of growing personally as a leader, I'm joined this week by the Reverend Andrew Whitman. Andrew served as a pastor in three growing churches in Cambridgeshire, Norfolk and Bournemouth. He also served as a lecturer in theology at Morelands College and has had a wider ministry in the UK and overseas, notably Bangalore, India. He's currently freelance, involving teaching, mentoring and lecturing in Bournemouth and wider fields. So welcome, Andrew, to the Leadership File. Thanks, Andy. Good. Nice to chat with you. Well, lovely to, lovely to chat. Uh, many leaders can point to moments in their life when the challenge of staying refreshed personally alongside ministry uh, was especially real. Uh, is that something you can do?
1: That that that's de- uh, definitely a consistent uh, thing th- throughout about thirty years. Th- uh, thirty years of ministry. Yeah. Um, one one particular uh, uh, particular occasion was in nineteen ninety. Uh, I'd been pastoring in Godmanchester in Cambridgeshire for uh, for about five years, and had a, a nasty bout of, of burnout that was uh, really quite serious. So that that was very, uh, very very formative as as a young pastor. So um, and actually uh, you know posed some issues that needed some digging into really. Right.
0: Well, we could maybe maybe revisit that, but think things would be being honest about it. No, no, we? no. Um, so uh, your journey into Christian service first of all.
1: Well, I was I was saved in August 1973, which sounds quite quite a long time ago, um, through uh, through Jesus People uh, movement uh, here in the UK in London, actually. Uh, and um i I guess in terms of ministry, actually, that was very, very formative. Uh, I, you know I'm one of those strange bods that uh, kind of locates the call to ministry as being pretty um, uh, pretty much parallel to conversion, really so very very much concurrent.
0: Splendid. That's great. And were you a Londoner uh, growing up in London?
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a North Londoner and a passionate gooner, which may bless some people and, <laughs> and, and not others.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. For, for those listening, a gooner means he supports uh, Arsenal Football Club. <laughs>
1: <laughs> indeed. <laughs> so, indeed. Um, so, I mean, I
0: hinted at the importance of this topic in my introduction, Andrew. Yeah. Um, you know, personal life and, and, and developing a, yes. a personal life. Can you, can you outline how you regard the importance yourself?
1: I, I, I actually think that, that the link between personal life and ministry life uh, is absolutely crucial. Uh, you know, in, in in one sense, I cannot help but be the person by grace that, that, that God has made me to be and actually minister out of that. Out of that. But I've also known uh, times and seasons where I've been running perilously near to, uh, to empty in terms of the fuel tank. So I've, I've known both but but uh, but i think the more i've gone on after kind of 40 years of both parachurch and church based ministry um, uh, you know the the whole issue of actually having your tank full spiritually emotionally mentally uh, is actually quite quite crucial uh, now the uh, I guess the flip side too is I do I do also believe in boundaries and uh, you know that there are times to protect your own personal uh, individual life and and your family life so I'm 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 very well aware of that too um, but but definitely uh, you know I I do believe foundationally that we cannot give out to others in God if we haven't got anything there to give uh, without without stating the painfully obvious.
0: Well, yes, I mean, you say it's the obvious, but sadly, you know, people can put on a show. They can craft a a, a sermon from from books, you know, and, know. and and sound erudite.
1: I know. I mean, what, 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 one of my key verses, really, Andy, is is one Timothy four about um, watch your life and doctrine closely. Uh, you know, and it's not just watching your doctrine, which is vi- vi- uh, vitally important too. But uh, you know, what good, good old C H Spurgeon, that that great Baptist leader of previous generation. Used to quaintly call the minister's self-watch, which, which, which I think is actually a phrase that we need to uh, kind of resurrect.
0: No, absolutely, it's a it's a lovely, well, it's, it's yeah, a very precious, yeah, precious concept.
1: Yeah, indeed.
0: Yeah. Um, now we're going to have to get into a little bit of theology, um, yeah, which, of course, which, which, which do. we don't we don't apologise for at one level, no, but but, no. but I don't, <laughs> we don't want to lose people too much. But I mean, the talk yeah. of personal life is underpinned by our theology of sanctification and the work yes. of God's Spirit. So t- talk me through the kind of framework you use when you're, okay. when you're thinking about these things. Yes,
1: um, I, I, I have a num- uh, number of uh, sort of issues that are r- uh, really important to me. I mean, the, uh, probably, the, probably the first and the, m- probably the primary is my, my Pauline um, uh, understanding of sanctification it is simply that position leads to experience, i.e., that if we're sure of our God-given identity through the gospel by grace in Jesus, that actually the Christian life is working out from that, not working towards that. So, so in in other words, with that being too overly uh, wordy or complex here, uh, when Paul writes the, to the Ephesians in chapter 1, verse 1, he describes them as saints and then proceeds to describe in the rest of the epistle... What it means to to live as a saint, but it's quite clearly stated up front that these uh, believers in Ephesus are, are set apart to God through the gospel. That they, they are literally holy ones who are in the process of being made holy and will be made completely holy um, at uh, at the uh, at the end of this present age. So. That that to me is a pretty important biblical concept and and biblical take. I mean, it it, it comes out in courses like Freedom in Christ, but um, I haven't just nicked it from from other people. It's it just my my own deep understanding of, of Pauline theology there.
0: Sure, and and that of course can, can f- feed into to things like burnout and stress when Indeed. when perhaps, when perhaps we. Um, we, we forget who we are in christ we we try absolutely. maybe maybe subtly yes uh, you know we yeah. we end yeah. up working out our salvation well working for our salvation so we say
1: yes was i mean it, but, it... uh, uh, again again philippians 2 12 and 13 is absolutely formative i mean uh, you know we work out our salvation because we know that god's at work in us to will and do his his good pleasure and if you, if you haven't got the second part of the verse, you're pretty uh, pretty stuffed.
0: Mm. And to quote Spurgeon again, of course, was it, was it he said, you know, don't become a preacher in order to save your soul?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know if
0: you've heard that one. but <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's, that, that, that's a good one. I mean, I ha, ha, have to add uh, to, to all this too, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a strong believer to it, in active cooperation with the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a kind of passive thing but it 's not, not not neither is it a falsely active thing where we just become driven and uh, you know there's that subtle kind of blend of cooperation with with the Holy Spirit in what he wants to do in making us more more christ like and uh, and actually I think bizarrely we we can 't always see that kind of growing christ likeness and sometimes get a pleasant shock when when other people maybe from time to time would uh, comment on, on our kind of lifestyle and actually commend us for a degree of godliness and Christ-likeness.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, it is wonderful. Yeah. A mysterious work, shall we say. <laughs>
1: indeed. indeed, indeed.
0: So, so let's get a, a little bit more practical. Um,
1: yeah, of course. Uh,
0: Andrew, do you think there might, might be what we call best practice when it comes to staying refreshed as a leader, or does what is best actually vary from, from person to person?
1: i th- i I think that's an in- incredibly good important question i th- i I'd, I'd have to say honestly it's a classic yes and no answer there really yeah. I mean, yes, in the sense that there are basic ground rules i mean uh, you know uh, can people uh, stay refreshed as leaders on the long term without scripture, without a good good dose of scripture I don't think so. Uh, you know that pertains to everybody, however they actually take that scripture in i mean uh, you know I have my own preferred uh, preferred methods but uh, some people like podcasts and and hearing scripture read by um uh, by, by by other people uh, etc but scripture ha- has to be key friendships uh, ha- have to be key for for all of us. But uh, but I'm actually very well aware, after kind of 42 years on on the Christian road, that one of the secrets to growing and to and to keeping fresh, is quite simply just knowing yourself to to some extent. Uh, and um, uh, basically, I mean, just to just give one uh, sort of uh, fairly simple example here, um, my my dear wife Rosie, who we've been married for nearly 36 years now. Um, she has has this incredible habit of praying within herself, i.e., I, she doesn't verbalise her prayers um, in general terms, in terms; of her her own her own walk with God. Now, I, I honestly, Andy, I can't do that with the with with the best will in the world. If you said to me, "Do that thing," I'd I'd try, but I'd find it really really tricky because I almost have to verbalise and vocalise my my praying. So, uh, you know, d- d- does one pray and the other not? Um, not? Not at all. It's just a kind of difference of temperament, spirituality.
0: And, and that's, that's okay. Is, uh, I yeah, suppose yeah. what you're saying is, yeah, don't, you don't need to feel intimidated by Rosie. No, no, not
1: at all. And she doesn't
0: need to feel intimidated by the things that you perhaps find easier.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I have been very influenced by, uh, I, th- I think the guy's name is um, Gary Chapman. Uh, who wrote the book Sacred Pathways which is a which is kind of evangelical approach to to spirituality and and just helpfully outlines you know both biblically and tangibly um just different paths of spirituality that are that are quite biblical but, but also Uh, you know, might well differ from person to person. So, uh, you know, I'm really, really keen to to not say one size fits all. Uh, And actually, of course, as a leader, uh, you know, to actually give people healthy permission uh, to be the people that they actually are in God is is quite important, uh, i.e. not to stereotype them in terms of, some kind of particular brand of of spirituality that is yours or or mine as the preacher uh, you know i'm I'm pretty conscious of that and and try to recognize that
0: well you're listening to the leadership file with me andy peck i'm joined this week by the reverend andrew whitman we're talking particularly about growing personally as a leader we'll be back just after this welcome back to leadership file with me andy peck i'm joined this week by the reverend andrew whitman Andrew served as a pastor in three growing churches in Cambridgeshire, Norfolk and Bournemouth. He also serves as a lecturer in theology at Morelands, has a wider ministry in the UK and overseas, in, notably in Bangalore, India. He's now freelance, involving teaching, mentoring and lecturing in Bournemouth and wider afield. We're talking about uh, growing personally as a leader. So, Andrew, um, we've, we've talked a little bit about the theology of, of, mm. of growing, et cetera, and some yeah. of the, some, a little bit of the best practice. You, you personally, mm. what... what S- some people talk about spiritual disciplines, i.e. the, yes. the activities yes. that that are, are done in, in God's name in order to, for us to grow personally. Yeah. Uh, any particular that you find helpful?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, the, 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 there are there are several, but, uh, pro- probably a whole programme worth. Andy, um, <laughs> what uh, I think, I think for me, uh, you know, again, it, it sounds slightly simple to say this, but nonetheless. I don't think it's always practised. Um, I'm a very, very keen believer on Bible uh, meditation rather than necessarily just study, which which I also do too. But um, meditation to me, chewing over Scripture, mulling it over, praying it through, just seeking to, as, as Ezekiel was actually told to eat the scroll. Uh, you know that that to me is really, really good news because it just soaks scripture uh, and gets it gets it right inside you i was I was brought up on on a farm in, in the far reaches of north london, and i 'm very well used to seeing the one hundred and twenty herd of Frisian cows just chewing the grass slowly but surely and actually imbibing it so um bible bible meditation is is key for me taking communion is key and fasting is also quite quite important too so there are there are there are various uh, various disciplines uh, that that I do practice um I, I have to say i'm not i'm not especially uh, disciplined as a person so sometimes these things happen slightly on the hoof although although i i am intentional uh, nonetheless
0: I mean, perhaps, perhaps I shouldn't ask this, but I, th- I have mm. a feeling that you did a long fast at one point. I'm just wondering. Uh, <laughs> did it, did it,
1: didn't Jesus say you're not supposed to talk about that well, kind of
0: stuff? Well, bless am I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm blowing a trumpet rather than you, but uh, <laughs> but when you when you go for a much longer fast, yeah. and we're talking longer than a few days, yes. yeah, aren't we? Uh, yeah, how did indeed. you find, How did you find that? Did you build up to it, or
1: <laughs> oh wow? Um, I probably started off doing this kind of thing uh, very very rarely, but. Um, uh, probably started off quite quite naively. I mean, what, what what I would say about a long fast of any description is probably wisest to consult your GP first, uh, and just be aware that actually after the, depending on the on the length of fast, probably around about seven or eight days, you have some very very funny things uh, going going on within your body. Uh, And certainly when you come to breaking the fast, be absolutely very, very careful indeed that you just take very, very gentle uh, stuff like soup or uh, something very, very easy on the digestive system. Uh, uh, Actually, I'm speaking through hard experience here because... Uh, slightly naively, the first time I did a longer fast, um, I actually ate a fairly full bone meal and, and was up all night <laughs> the, oh, the, that that particular night. So uh, just just re- uh, read around, be be aware of some of the physical dynamics. But nonetheless, uh, uh, you know, for, for me personally, um, I do believe that fasting has brought a measure of breakthrough in, in different areas. But it's categorically not either a means of twisting God's arm, because I, I, I don't believe in that kind of theology either. So,
0: well, I, I mean, that brings on to my next question, really, and yeah. that is, you know, how do you encourage and practice the spiritual disciplines without slipping into legalism? You know, and, and feeling. Pr- uh, I mean, you graciously. Uh, refu- I happen to know through someone else that you did a long fast, but you know, you didn't mention yeah. it. But you know, yeah. but, but that which is credit to you. But it, you know, yeah. it, it can be. You can actually get to the point of, oh, I've done x amount and other people don't you know exactly. and, and, and isn't god exactly. pleased with me
1: i mean i uh, you know um there the, are the a number of ways of kind of responding to that and um, uh you know, I'd, I'd certainly say that it's healthy to ask from time to time, why am I doing this, uh, you know? And, and to be frank and, and vulnerable, because I'm in fairly vulnerable, vulnerable mode uh, just in the present season, really, uh, there, there have been occasions, r- r- rarely, where I've done a fast and actually just given it up because I, I, I just kind of think this was just purely humanly engineered So let's just forget it. Let's uh, let's just uh, uh, ditch it for for right now, Uh, uh, you know, because I didn't start with the right with the right motivation. Now, that's fairly rare, but I'm just being honest there. Mm, Um, So ask why from time to time. Um, Obviously, grace is the positive antidote to legalism. Let's not just camp on legalism. Let's let's see what the biblical antidote to legalism is. And a rightful understanding of, of grace, which is obviously a bit of a kind of potentially slippery subject sometimes, um, but uh, you know a healthy sense and, and actually, in two thousand and fourteen, uh, which we m- may talk about uh, just a bit la- a bit later too, I had a sabbatical <coughs> for three months, uh, and actually, I just studied the book of Hebrews uh, during the whole of that time. And the whole theme of Sabbath rest really just hit my heart, uh, you know, just actually that we live in the rest of God's grace, but actually that's that's not fruitless, that's not passivity, but actually we live out of the good of the rest of God's grace in the gospel. So, so uh, you know, so, so, some of those uh, kind of key themes uh, helped me to avoid um, to avoid being legalistic, having said that from time to time, uh, I, I think we 're all prone to perhaps slipping into legalism just uh, in particular specific areas so uh, so i don 't I don't think the battle against legalism is ever over, uh, you know but just to be gently um, carefully self watchful really
0: and, and you, you mentioned sabbatical. Uh, mm. I, I was going to ask you, are you a fan of the concept? I hadn't realized you'd had a, yeah. a three-month period yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. indeed. It was a very, very profound period, actually. Um, yeah, I've, I probably I was just uh, thinking just the other day, I think I've had three full-blown sabbaticals in 30 years of local church leadership, um, and the, the last one was 2014 for three months between June and August. Um, whereas uh, serving um, happily with Bournemouth Community Church as equipping pastor, um, that that was a very very great uh, uh, very great experience, although some unexpected twists and turns uh, during it. I mean, what, what, one of the key things just to, just to mention there um, is is sometimes I don't, I don't want to be prescriptive here, but sometimes I feel that um, uh, some of my friends in ministry who take sabbaticals. Um, can sometimes do them for a very, very intentional strategic purpose. Now, I don't think that's necessarily wrong, but on this particular occasion, um, I just said to myself and to my fellow leaders, um, I just want to mull through the book of Hebrews for my own spiritual benefit, for no reason to, not to write a book, uh, not to do anything rather than just, uh, other than just imbibing Hebrews and the glory of Christ through that particular epistle which I did.
0: Wonderful. And yeah. um, you, you went for three months? Um, yeah. A, I've heard of some do six months.
1: Yeah, no, uh, it's, it, I mean, th- th- three was enough. And and, and honestly, and it wasn't merely uh, kind of quote-unquote spiritual. I mean, one, one, one of the practices I um, uh, began at, at that particular time, and I've carried it on since apart from uh, just a bout of illness, um, was um, swimming three times a week because I'm uh, – like little couch potatoes sometimes, and I just felt that God was nudging me to to actually say you need to address this issue of your own bodily bodily health just a little bit more. And I'm all the better for it. You know, there's more stamina, um, more staying power, and I just really enjoy it and also get to meet some interesting uh, non Christians in, in, in the kind of sauna cum steam room. Standed, <laughs> no, absolutely.
0: Um, now, when you lectured at Morelands, uh, yeah. which I understand you you lectured up until about 2015, that's right. You, you were involved helping first year students with their preaching. Yeah, indeed. Um, and of course, you know, for, for many church leaders, Mm. Um, you know, preaching is a you know is 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 an area where your personal life can come to the fore, or can be, yes. or can be let, left very quiet. As I said earlier, Absolutely. it is possible to do a very erudite talk and not share anything of your life. Yes. So, so share a little bit about preaching and and being personally mm. refreshed.
1: Okay, uh, uh, just just one interesting uh, uh, reflection to to what what you just. Uh, said that. Um, Actually, I I used to ask my Pharisees on a regular annual basis, I I used to say to them, look, this is not scientific, I just want to ask you a very simple question, give a simple honest response. Uh, On balance, how many of the preachers that you have heard in the past have been uh, too vulnerable uh, about themselves, and how many have been too little uh, 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 vulnerable uh, uh, just concerning themselves? And almost a hundred percent each time you've you've guessed it, uh, they actually said uh, we don't hear a lot of vulnerability. That has deeply impacted me, Andy. Well, wow. uh, you know because uh, you know uh, goodness knows where that actually comes from, and I, uh, uh, you know. But nonetheless, I I uh, I think if that's anywhere near indicating things it indicates that we just need to be much more real, much more real and authentic not, not to be uh, kind of gut spilling or not to be unduly autobi- autobiographical but nonetheless uh, you know just to share heart and life and, and what we're learning in the, in the course of preaching so sorry there's a slight diversion but, no, it's but, helpful. but, oh. but I, uh, I think in terms of freshness uh, you know that would be quite, quite key for me
0: Briefly, as we close, Andrew, you, you you hinted at your your wider ministry, the, the kind of mm. things you get up to.
1: Well, I, it's 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 quite a kind of juggling juggling balls thing. I mean, my my main role um, is a two day week role with my excellent church, which is uh, which is a kind of New Frontiers Commission Church called God First in Christchurch, quite a, quite an interesting name of church to live up to. Uh, and I actually ha- head up small groups there, uh, which we call Connect Groups. I still teach in Moorlands uh, to external bases and, and mentor some people, including two African, uh, black African pastors who pastor locally, which is great fun. Uh, and I do a whole host of, of other things as well, I do some freelance ministry with uh, a group called Living Leadership with my good friend Marcus Honeysett. So uh, there, there, there are lots and lo- lots and lots of strands, which is exciting, slightly challenging uh, in terms of remaining organised personally, but um,
0: but fun. Wonderful. Well, Andrew, you've you've shared so much, and we are really Thank indebted you. to you, your, your kindness and vulnerability yourself in sharing Thank your you. some of the ups and downs and challenges. So. Um, you know, if you're listening and, uh, you know, you need, you need, need to, give, to give attention to your personal life, then please do it as soon as you can, because it's vital to, to, to the people that you serve. So, so my thanks to you, Andrew. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Do join us again next uh, 3.30 for The Leadership File.